Hello, and welcome to the Parent Pivot podcast. That is a mouthful, I realize. We are Steve and Julia Cummings. I'm Julia. I'm Steve. And we are here to hopefully help, hopefully, and or and or walk through just the period of life, period which, of life. which is a long period of it's life. It's a long period of life. We, <laughs> um, we have adult children longer than we have infants small children and toddlers and adolescents and teenagers this is like for the rest of our life we will have adult children right so we're here to help all of us walk through that stage of life so that is why we're here i am introducing today because i don't know why (laughs) i just i like variety i like to do things differently as everybody starts listening it's like hey steve always opens the podcast so yeah so steve wanted me to open today and you can tell i don't really know what i'm doing and i don't know what to say but that's okay that's okay uh we are real people, authentic, that are in real time with you, with yep. everything. So and Last podcast, we started talking about uh, boundaries yep. and things, and we thought, you know, there's there's some more that go to that, and so here's maybe part two of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might do a, probably a part three at least, and we'll come back later with maybe some more, but um, in we, we talked about why have why we have boundaries. Right. And... And things. <clears throat> Excuse both of us. Yeah. We just had lunch. Um, I think, though, in terms of why we have them, the next thing that in my logical mind comes, well, how do you communicate them? Yeah. Because in some minds, it's just kind of like, okay, I'm tired of you. There's the door. Don't let it hit you on the way out. You know? I mean, that wouldn't be a good way to communicate a boundary. Right. I remember when our kids were young, when we were raising them as a little family, they were little kids. You and I spent a lot of time explaining the why beneath the what. In other words, it wasn't just the decision that we were making. It wasn't because, well, I said so and I'm dad, or I said so my mom. We spent a lot of time Mm -hmm. explaining why this was important Mm -hmm. and why we needed to do that. And in fact, I remember one time, even with our youngest son, I think he was a senior in high school and... Or, or, or in high school, I don't remember which one. And we uh, went to the high school service the first hour in the gym. At church. At church, right. <laughs> yeah, not at a gym. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he did not understand why he needed to go to the main worship service the second hour. Now, I could have just said, you know what, Jack, it's because I said so and I'm dad. <laughs> now, what that would have done was that would have fractured the relationship. Because the entire time I would have sat there because, well, I'm here because my dad's making me do it. <laughs> And I took the time to explain to him. I said, Jack, here's why. Um, 80% of the people uh, who are Christians who leave, who've grown up in a Christian family, 80% of them who then go off to college walk away from the Lord. Only two out of 10 stay walking with the Lord. I go, I don't want that to happen in this family. And I, I know that there's nothing that pastor would say that you know sounds kind of boring, but if you could just pick out one thing that you heard in the sermon, um, that would be great. But the whole reason is because I want to um, make sure my kids don't walk away from the Lord. It's that important to me. Mm. And he thought about that. And he went, oh, you know what? That makes sense. Never got another groan or gripe out of him. Now, did was he bored sitting there? Yeah, um, probably so. But I think over time, he saw the importance of it. And and to this day, he's walking with the Lord more, more vibrantly than he ever was before. But anyway, back to the, the, the thing about how do we communicate boundaries? It's a tough one. It That's, is. That is actually much more difficult than having them, actually. Right. Um, because 
there's always in a, any conversation, any hard conversation, you know that what you say can be misconstrued in some way. Right. It all depends on how it's coming across, right? And and things right. because you're de- you're gonna de- you're gonna deliver what's quote unquote gonna come across as bad news, beca- yeah. po- Potentially, it's like, oh, I don't yeah. really want to do this, but I'm being told here's a boundary and, and I don't like it. So you're you're needing to shape that and frame that to your adult child, as and, and you got to explain how to how to do that. So right. what, how would you do that? Well. If you've listened to previous podcasts, we've talked a lot about validation. Right. So always start with validation. Always, always, always. Uh, In that moment of validating. So let's say you have a child that, you know, is 24 years old, um, has finished college, has even been out for a couple of years, let's say, uh, but came back home because they needed to find a job. They needed to you know, get themselves established, maybe save some money so they can move out and into an apartment with friends or whatever. Uh, but if any of you have a college student that has come home after college, you know um, an adult, I'm sorry, an adult that has come home after college, <laughs> not a college student, but anyway, um, you know that it doesn't always go the way it was initially intended. Um, oftentimes that person can come back home and they're back in their childhood home. And right. it can be really, really tough on them. Right. They suddenly don't have the freedoms that they had um, in college. And they're home and they feel like a child again. Oftentimes, if they're having a difficult time saving money or finding a job, they're having a difficult time finding purpose. They're having a difficult time uh, finding friends all over again. Their friends may not live in the area or anymore. Or some of them got married and moved on to other places. Who exactly. knows? Exactly. There's just so many scenarios <clears throat> there. So this is just our example. So right. you can take right. your life situation and put in your own examples. Right. And, and the principles remain the same. But let's say in that particular scenario, that child, adult child, uh is not getting their butts off the ground. They're just... Um, the longer time goes on, the worse it can become yes. if there are no healthy boundaries in place. And a lot right. of times with an adult child, and I've heard you say this, is, and even if it's a couple, it could be it could be one of your adult child has been married and you want the, and they, they, they need to land on their feet. And we've, we've had this happen. We've had um, them have to come back home. But you set a time limit. Yeah. It's like, it's not just an open-ended, like, come and live with us and we'll take care of you for the rest of our lives type of open-ended agreement. Right, right. So let's say you're a couple years into this and you've got some concerns for your adult child. And you know what? They might even be a little depressed. Right. So where I would go with this is <clears throat> you start with the validation. You say, Johnny, I know this has been really tough. I know that it's been tough. It just hasn't worked out the way you planned it. I know that you'd much rather live outside of our home. Mm-hmm. I know that you maybe don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I know that, and you fill in the blanks. I know, I know, I know. I know this is your reality. Put rea- yourself in their shoes. Right. This is your reality. Right. And I know this is hard for you. But given that reality that it is right now and knowing what your goals are, your right. long-term goal is right. to not be here. Right. And we don't want that for you either, right? right? So we are going to sit down together and make a plan and we're going to put an end date 
on this so that you have something you're moving toward so that you have and you know what if your kid's not good with money part of it might be there are several things here yeah one of the things might be i need you to get into counseling right do your homework mom and dad maybe find a, a counselor that is um not as expensive i i or find a, ask around ask around Church, churches have referral lists for counseling people right so find the one that maybe works on a sliding scale that that y'all can afford um and and hopefully do that but that's going to help whether or not the kid is depressed or full of anxiety or whatever that's still going to help with getting johnny to move forward right because there's something holding him back Right, and the counselor's gonna be able to help him verbal at her, him or her. Uh, we got John and Sue's. Okay, yeah. let's go with John and Sue instead of Johnny. Okay, John and Sue. Um, there's gonna be something that's going that's holding him back, and he might not even be aware of it, realize it. It could be fear. It could be shame. It could be I, I'm not enough. I, whatever it is, yep. that will come out in in counseling. And in a couple of weeks is not gonna do it. Right. You know, I, I would say at minimum. Uh, I'd say at least three to six months. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes it could even be more than that. And it doesn't mean that every week they go in with something to talk about. It, no. It's, and you know what? It can be every other week too. It could be every other week. Um, it could be a pastor who's actually really good at counseling because yep. not all pastors are. So don't assume that. Right. Uh, also, it could be a life coach. If, if, if it's a matter of goals right. and moving forward. right. right. A life coach deals with those situations as well. Right. The, right. That's always forward-looking is, is finding a good life coach. Counseling, yes. you're going to be almost looking backwards saying, you know, what is it that's causing and holding you back right. that you need to work through? Right. A life coach can do that as well, though. They're not going back in time and digging up the past, but a life coach is will find your um, blocks and deal with the blocks. So if... There is something blocking you from moving forward. That life coach can help do that. And I would say this, hit the pause button for a second. I mean, p- p- parents, you're listening out there. Um, you want to become a good partner. And you're thinking, okay, counseling, my goodness. That's usually the first thing that you want to cancel uh, from doing off your family budget and paying for it. <laughs> However, this is an investment in the well-being, the emotional well-being, the mental well-being, and spiritual well-being of your adult child that is going to cause them to grow and launch yeah. and, 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 and become more sure of themselves. You can't put a dollar amount on that um, and things. I mean, yeah, rent's important and car payments are important, but this is going to pay dividends for generations to come. Right. So... Back to yes. our scenario. Sorry, I'm the rabbit trail guy. <laughs> uh, so you've got the validation piece. You've got, okay, let's, this is part of our requirement is that you get some counseling or some life coaching, uh, whatever you guys decide together would be. So he objects, I can't good. afford that. Yeah. What do you do as a parent? We'll meet you halfway. Yeah, all of that. Uh, and then you are going to move into perhaps setting boundaries in the home that you might norm- normally not have right. for a grown person. Right. Maybe you want to just make it not pleasant for him or her to be home. 
Right. So maybe you want to shut off your Wi-Fi at 11 o'clock or midnight. So not playing video games and stuck in the basement. And so they're not up until 3 in the morning playing video games. But you're games explaining and... why. Because you need good rest. You need to be uh, waking up. You need to be looking for a job. Maybe they have a job they're doing that. But right. you're trying to say, hey, if you're going to live in my house, are you charging rent or not? That's up to you. Yeah. I, I can't speak for everybody how that all works. Right. And if the kid's trying to save money to actually get out of the house, rent might not be the best idea. Right. Or you can say, you know what? You can pay us rent, but we're going to take that money and we're going to put in a savings for you so that when you move out, that's that's how or you Or don't communicate that piece to them and just do that. <laughs> that's true. Because <laughs> well, then why do I need to pay it? I'll just save it. It's like, yeah. Right. Um, so those so those are the first few pieces of and then there's just the if you another thought that comes to mind as far as like the counseling piece and whatever you might want to have them go through like a Dave Ramsey class like this is part of what you need to learn to be an adult is how to manage your money so that being a requirement of okay today is January 1st we want you to be out by, I don't know, maybe June 1st. June 1st. Or, or maybe maybe you even will give them a year. I, I don't know. But move in that direction. Be very disciplined with it. You should not have to, and this is the hard part. You're going to have someone out there, and I'm sure parents are sitting there going, oh, you don't know my kid. It's not going to listen to me. And he'll just resent this and whatever. And you know what? He might. He might resent it. He might get angry and say, you're treating me like a child. And you say, well, that's our goal is to not have you be a child. Our goal is... We want you launched on your own. We want you launched. We want you to be living on your own, to be taking care of yourself. So... You've got to keep pointing back to that. Again, going to what you were saying, hon, is, you know, explaining it. Explaining it calmly. Explaining it succinctly. And then this is the harder part. You've you've made your boundaries. You've made your contract, so, so to speak. Maybe you do want to make an actual contract and right. have your Probably kids, kids sign it. Probably best to put it in writing and have them sign it, yes. Yeah, so that they can see it. Um, but then it's up to you to actually not be bailing them out constantly right that's the hardest part Um, you as a parent have the ability to tell your child to empower them to tell them that they are an adult that they do have what it takes that they can take care of themselves that they are capable that they so you're not doing this because they're incapable you are doing it Shining the light on... I want to equip you to become capable. And make sure you point out, as Julie was just talking there, this is a good time to talk about all their great qualities that you see in them. Yes. Because then they feel like, oh, mom and dad believe in me. They see me as a hard worker. They see me with integrity. They see me persevering. It may be a season where it's just a, a slow season and I'm feeling down. But affirm them for who they are and not what they haven't done or what they need to do. Affirm them for their qualities. Come up with a list of at least 10, you know, where you can just tick them off and they go, wow. And maybe you've never done that before. I I think we need to do another podcast. I've thought about this and I haven't told you this, <laughs> but we really do need to do another podcast where all we do is notice 
things that they are doing. Like maybe they're a, a young mother and, and they're doing some awesome things. And I want to say, sweetheart, you are so creative. I love the way you do this with, you know, Lila. Mm-hmm. I love the way you do this with Jameson. Those are our grandkids' names. I couldn't think of any <laughs> others. Um, but, and that's what I have to say. Just stop right there. But you're investing and, and watering into that soil that's going to then turn around and do that to the next generation mm-hmm. and the next generation. So anyway, I'm sorry. I'm rabbit trail guy, but he, as you're... He is definitely king, rabbit trail king of guy. Rabbit trail, but I always have good things to say. <laughs> you, you do. So as I'm saying, as you're affirming them, they'll point out characteristics that yes. you love and see about them. Yes. And even if you have a story to tell uh, about them, because that's going to give, that's going to make their chest pump up when the conversation's over. Right. They're going to feel like mom and dad are on my side. I need to become more responsible. And they've communicated to me in a very loving way that this is what they, they want from me. And I get that. If you leave those pieces out, they are more apt to possibly become more resentful. All they're hearing is all the negative. Well, and you don't even have to be saying something negative. And this is, so the flip side of what you are saying mm-hmm. is when you're constantly bailing your child out, right. they, you are buying into the fact that they can't. Right. You're, you're saying they can't buying do it. into that they can't, that they're incapable, that they're a victim. Or that they're doing it wrong, they're taking too long. Whatever it is. Whatever the reason is. But so every time you bail them out, that is a message to them. Whether, and if you don't bail them out, yeah, they're going to be ticked off. Why won't you help me? Yeah. I'm going to lose my apartment. I'm going to maybe that's what lose needs to my car. Yep. I'm going to uh, lose my job if I don't have my car. Or Yeah, yeah. But, and so all those things, those things are all valid things and they, they're making a good case. But. They are. But this is the thing. You go and you bail them out. You tell them. Every single time you're telling them, you aren't capable. You aren't capable. You can't do this on your own. You you need someone else. You aren't organized. You aren't blah, blah, blah. And, and that kid suddenly, and I realize they're not kids, they're adults. Yeah. That <clears throat> person is suddenly going, yeah, I can't do this on my own. Well, and you're bailing them out because you're staying in the parent part. Yeah. You, you haven't turned to partner. The best thing we can do as parents of adult children to partner is to let them fail. That may mean losing a car, losing an apartment, losing a job. Because guess what? The Bible is full of people who failed miserably over and over and over again. And yet God still loves them. God is still there. And we learn from our mistakes. We learn from experience. Okay, I'm not good. Now, they may come out of that and blame you right away, but you keep on your knees, keep praying with your husband, with your wife, and and, 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 and God will bring that to their mind that, hey, my parents loved me through that. They wanted me to mature and to become an adult, and I'm the one who acted like a child. I'm the one who expected them to bail me out. I'm the one who stomped my feet and got mad and blamed them. Let them do that. Yeah. You don't need to defend yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and I realize, again, so many of you out there are probably sitting there, you don't know my kid, and I can't just let him do that, and um, he's depressed. And and again, you you have the ability, as the adult in the room, 
Um, if the kid isn't acting like an adult at that moment, even though they are an adult, um, you are the adult in the room to help them see what can be. Yes. To help them work toward that goal. Yes. I realize there are um, probably many parents who sit there and go, I shouldn't have to deal with this. I shouldn't have to deal with this. I, I, I'm not going to keep track of things for my they're kid. Yeah, but, they're yeah. an adult. They're yep. going to have to figure this out themselves. But yet they're still in your house somewhere. So if you want them out of your house, <laughs> common sense would tell you, yeah. you've got to do something different. Yeah. Because they're not doing anything different, right. which means you have to do something right. different. There's some, there's some type of enmeshment going on. And just like we do in our marriages where we do a dance... You've got to be the more mature one to recognize what's going on to make that stop. Yeah. Let me throw this out there as we're uh, getting towards the end of the, this podcast is if you've got something specific in mind uh, that you would like to communicate with us, go to your email and send us an email at parentpivotpodcast at gmail.com and say, Steve and Julie, I heard you on the podcast and you were talking about this and here's what's going on in my situation or I love this or you guys are completely off base on this <laughs> we we have an, we we will we'll, we'll take any and all comments and stuff but parent pivot podcast at gmail.com okay anything else um there are so many oh. things that we could say about all of this but i you know again our goal was how to how to communicate boundaries think of a sandwich what do we mean by that uh i'm sure all of you have heard this if you've had communications 101 it's you start with the positive, you say what you need to say, and you end with the positive. So you put the hard thing in the middle of the sandwich. Yep. Um, and that's a good lesson to live by no matter what. But that validation piece is, again, very important that you're conveying to the person, I, I understand or I know or I can imagine or something like that of how they're feeling, how they're taking it in. You know, after you've made the boundary, after you've sat down and made a plan how to get them from point A to point B, uh, you can say again, like Steve was saying, uh, let me tell you all the positive things I see in you. Right. Let me tell you what right. I think you're capable of. Right. And you might not believe you're capable of that right, right. now, John, but I know you're capable. Right. And maybe you do have a story from their childhood that would relay that to them. Do you remember this time that you did this thing right. and how hard that was? Right. But do you remember how good you felt when you did it? Right. Uh, there, I'm sh there have to be scenarios like that. So, I'll, I'll add this one final thought for me. Okay. If you're the if you're the parent who is driven by responsibility, like I am, and your adult child is not being responsible or following through in a timely manner, like you would think they should, whether they're filling out job applications, getting interviews, looking at apartments, finding a roommate, whatever it might be, we just kind of went down this road as one example, but there's just a ton of them. Bite your tongue. Going back to Jim Burns' book, bite your tongue about asking questions if they did something or not. But when you do see that they had a great interview or they went looking for apartment, go, that's awesome. I mean, champion that because you want to throw another 
a brick uh, or another not brick uh, another piece of wood on that fire champion that and affirm them for for doing something that you you want to see so it's you know it, it's very much being a great cheerleader absolutely and i i want to go back to the piece too because i didn't really expand on this of making it a place that they don't want to be more you know if if you are doing their laundry cooking their meals doing their grocery shopping uh, all of those things, and then bailing them out. What reason do no. they have to leave? Why do they, exactly. Why would they want to be more uncomfortable somewhere else where they're responsible for themselves? So, you know, and I, the reason why I brought up the Wi-Fi is because that's something that they'll really hate. If you're turning off Wi-Fi at 11 or 12 it at night... It might motivate them to get out of the house. Yeah, because... <laughs> I don't know what it is with this generation, honestly. Um, I, actually, I do know what it is. We have, um, and I'm sure anyone listening to this can relate as well. We're all addicted to our phones. We are, it, it is just a constant thing to reach for that phone and look. And we have no reason to look at it, just other than I haven't picked it up in the last five minutes. Exactly. And this generation has that even more because they're on social media even more than we are. They play video games. They and and sometimes the video games. I have seen this with you know a couple of my own kids. They like to play video games with their friend who lives three thousand miles away. Right. Because it's a way they stay connected with them. Right. So I get the whole connectedness yep. part of all of it. Um, Put a time limit on it though. But they're they're they shouldn't be up until three in the morning doing that because that's creating bad habits that are carried into the next day right where suddenly they oversleep and they can't get to their job they do that enough time that they lose their job they are not their circadian rhythm is not working right you're they're going to end up depressed they're going to end up overweight and not eating well because they're looking for either caffeine or sugar right. to give them the energy that they need the next day right. so i'm telling you that one piece can be life-changing for anyone to go to bed at a certain time and actually sleep. sleep. So I think overarching thing is when you've got kids that are coming back to the house for whatever reason at whatever stage, still your house, still your rules, you're setting boundaries, you communicate them with positive, the hard stuff in the middle by positive, you're believing in them, you're affirming them, you're validating them, um, but you're setting, hey, here, here are the rules for living in our house. Maybe you pay rent, maybe you don't. Mom and dad need to be on the same page, though. You yes. can't have dad sitting there feeling resentful because I want to charge rent. Mom's saying, no, we're not going to. You guys need to be in agreement before, before you ever have that conversation with the right. adult child. You guys need to be on the same page on what you can do. That's like, hey, for the, for the six months you're going to be here, we're not charging your rent, but you're going to do your own laundry, take care of your own food. Uh, Wi-Fi goes off at midnight, 11 o'clock midnight, whatever. Bump, and and whatever. They may sit there and go, I don't like those things. Great. They have a choice. They can go look for an apartment and find a roommate. You're providing them a place, a roof over their head, and and the things that they need, uh, and you're loving them, but you're also not coddling them. You're not enabling them. You're not rescuing them. You're letting them grow. You're becoming a partner instead of a parent. And you don't necessarily just need to say it in that tone. No, no. Sorry. (laughs) Because that's really what I'm here to say. Make sure you're saying it in a very kind, loving way. And also in a way that they understand. Yeah. Again, the explanation goes a long way. Yeah. So, so anyway. But all those points are are points you need to make. 
Yep. Absolutely. We are grateful that you listen to the Parent Pivot Podcast. If you know some other parents that have adult children and they haven't heard this yet, we would just ask you to subscribe, share it with them. On, we have a Facebook page. Uh, share it with them. Say, hey, you should listen to these to, to this. It might be helpful. Um, and do a review. We'd lo- it'd be great to help uh, us, us out as we're growing this podcast and trying to reach more people. And we will be back next time with another edition of the Parent Pivot Podcast. Bye. Bye.